Hi, I'm Connie, and this is From Chaos to Peace with Connie, episode number 56. It only works if you do the work. This is episode number 56 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where you learn how a few minutes a day keeps the chaos away. Thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. Here we are already in February. How are you doing with your intentions, goals, New Year's resolutions for 2021? Are you still working on them or Are you part of the 80% who abandoned them by January 19, apparently? Or are you part of the additional 15% who give up before the end of January? Yes, that's right. According to my Google research, 95% of people who set New Year's resolutions and goals give up by the end of January. It's a little bit sad, isn't it? And one of the issues I see that is happening is whether we're talking about the decluttering goal or any other goals like the most popular ones of losing weight, eating healthier, or exercising more, it goes like this. I want to reach this goal, but I don't want to have to change or do anything for it. I get it. I really sometimes don't want to do the work either. Nobody wants to be on a diet. We all just want to be skinny. (laughs) Nobody wants to exercise or work out, go for walks or runs. We all just want to be fit and in shape. (laughs) None of my clients want to really declutter, tidy, or organize. They just want to have less stuff, and that stuff is magically all organized all the time. (laughs) We are also all in such a hurry because we think it's better there than here. And then once we are there, we don't have to do any of that tedious work anymore that we're now really trying to avoid. (laughs) We think that once we have air quotes arrived, that life is so much better and easier. So here is an example that came to my mind while I was outlining this episode. My mother struggled with her weight her whole life, and she had a friend who was quite skinny, effortlessly skinny, it seemed, at least to my mother. They would meet for coffee sometimes at our house, and my mother, as any good hostess would, always had some cookies or pastries or a cake or something for the occasion. Her friend, who was funny enough also a Mrs. Graff, but we were not related at all, would always just want to have a small piece of whatever was offered. She was always very polite about it, also very firm. And my mother, she would get a little irritated about it and she would say to her friend, Well, you are not the one with the weight issues, so you can have a bigger piece (laughs) or something along that line. And it didn't seem to occur to my mother at all that maybe because the other Mrs. Graff was firm about how big of a piece she was going to have, that this was the reason she wasn't struggling with her weight. (laughs) I witnessed this as a little girl with my mom many times, and I witness a similar scenario now with my clients. 
Most likely, I'm not the first clutter clearing coach, organizer, or money coach they are listening to. They jump from one to the next to the next because they are hoping and waiting to hear that one thing that will magically get them to where they want to be without them having to do any of the work. They just want to be skinny, not watch what they eat. They just want to have enough money without making smart money decisions. They want to just have a clutter-free and supportive environment without doing what it takes. You might think if you could just be done with the decluttering and live a clutter-free life, you wouldn't have to worry about going through your things, making decisions, feeling the feelings that come up, letting go of things that are not loved and needed anymore. You too might think there is a secret out there that if you find it, understand it intellectually, that this will get you where you want to be in record time. But even if there were such a secret out there, Understanding it intellectually is not knowing. Understanding is not enough. I told my clients last week that they don't come to the coaching calls to learn how to declutter. You can do that by reading books, asking Google, signing up for free online courses. We can listen, read, and learn all we want. That is all passive. If we don't apply it, If we don't do anything ourselves, nothing will change and all the learning and understanding is a waste of our precious time. Again, when I was preparing for this podcast episode, I was remembering another thing back when I was a little girl. I was in high school, specifically in the algebra or physics classes. I have a pretty fast mind, Mercury in Aquarius for you astrophilia friends out there, and it can really trick me to this day. So back in high school, a teacher whose name, funny enough, was also Graf. So he was Mr. Graf, and he was not related to me in any way. He would explain some mathematical equation or something else. And I would hear it and see it as he presented it on the blackboard in front of the class. And I would think that I understood it. Then at home, I would struggle with the homework when I had to actually apply what I just learned. It is really not enough to just hear and understand something. We have to really know it. Know it with our body. And the only way how we can know it is by experiencing it. In other words, by doing it ourselves, by applying what we learned. That's when it sinks in. It sinks into our body and we start to know it. When we are not applying what we're learning, when we are not practicing it ourselves, Even if the miracle would happen and we would wake up skinny tomorrow morning or fit and in shape, or we would wake up in a clutter-free house, we wouldn't know how to maintain that result. I'm sure you have heard of the studies of all the people who won the lottery, who won millions, and then a few years later, they were broke again, or even more broke than ever before. Or the people that were on these reality shows like The Big Loser. They lost a lot of weight during the show, but then a few months or a year later, they were back overweight. Or the people that are in the decluttering reality shows, where organizers and builders come in and declutter and organize their entire home and style it beautifully, while the owners are on vacation and don't do anything. When they come back, almost all their belongings are gone, and now the home is clutter-free and looks beautiful. How long do you think the house looks that beautiful? 
as they take it over from the organizers and the stylers when they never learned how to maintain it that way. Without addressing the underlying reasons and changing the habits that don't serve us and are the reasons why we don't have money or we have weight issues or clutter issues in the first place, well, these problems will just creep back into our life because the surroundings or our circumstances may have changed, but we haven't. That's why you want to avoid big changes, but rather tweak what you're doing with small changes. James Clear says in his book, Atomic Habits, a lot of people overestimate the importance of one big change and underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. I would add, if I may, they are not just overestimating the importance of one big change, but also underestimating the challenging effects of such a big change. The challenging effect is you're being catapulted into a scenario or environment where you don't recognize yourself and you don't know how to handle it. That's why we fall back to how we did things before, to be back in familiar territory, and then our surroundings and our environment changes with it back to how things were before. The impact created by small changes in your habits, on the other hand, is similar to the effect of shifting the route of an airplane by just a few degrees. We don't need to make drastic changes to arrive somewhere different or to have a different or better result. We can make small changes into the right direction on a regular basis. That's why going slow is going fast. Making small tweaks, addressing the real reasons, applying daily what we're learning, and by applying, we can experience the questions and the feelings that come up, working through them. That's when the knowing sinks in and we are on our way towards our goals and dreams. Unfortunately, small tweaks often appear to make no difference at first, at least until you cross that critical threshold. And because most people are in a hurry, as I said before, and if nothing changes within a few days, they throw their hands in the air and give up. They say that didn't work. And so they move on to a different approach in the hopes that this one gets them to where they want to be without them having to do any work. A lot of us feel we have nothing under control these days. And it's true, we don't have under control whether we're going to reach our goals or whether there is a pandemic going on or not. But we always have under control or is in our control is what we're doing on a daily basis. Last month in my book club, we read Seth Godin's new book, The Practice. And I love this book on so many levels. It's about what we do daily, not about the outcome, he says. Seth, of course, can articulate what I'm trying to say here for the whole episode already so much better, with so much more elegance. So let me quote him. He writes on page 31, Effective goals aren't based on the end result. They are commitments to the process. That commitment is completely under your control, even if the end result can't be. But the only way to have a commitment is to begin. And then on page 40, he says, the practice requires a commitment to a series of steps, not a miracle. (laughs) And page 73, choose to commit to the journey, not to a particular engagement. And then on page 103, he says, if you want to get in shape, it's not difficult. Spend an hour a day running or at the gym. Do that for six months or a year, done. 
that's not the difficult part. The difficult part is becoming the kind of person who goes to the gym every day. Bam! There you have it! <laughs> Didn't I tell you he can say it so much more elegantly? <laughs> Goals, visions, intentions, and New Year's resolutions are good for setting a direction. But action, daily habits, you actually doing something that serves those those goals and visions is needed for making progress and for eventually reaching those goals. But you know what? The best part? Those habits and steps will equip you with the tools needed to maintain your success once you reach your goal. That's how the other Mrs. Graf kept her weight off. Or how people stay debt-free, how people live a clutter-free life, and so on. And now listen closely. Even if you don't reach your goal, Nothing is lost. I say it again. Nothing is lost. Because in this process, you became a different person. A person that shows up for yourself and for her goals. A person that does the work. This is a win-win-win situation. I hope you can see that. So, I talked about this before. Just as life is a journey, not a destination, (laughs) decluttering is a journey and not an event. And I have talked about that in episode 21 already. You go and have a listen to that one. Living a clutter-free life doesn't mean you have no clutter in your life. It means you're constantly identifying and actively working on releasing and letting go of whatever you identify as clutter in your physical, digital, mental, emotional, and social environment. If you would want some help on your decluttering journey, let me know. And if you'd like some simple outside accountability to reach your goals, I have you covered with the From Chaos to Peace Accountability, a simple email-only accountability program. Because research shows that even with the smallest amount of accountability to someone else, we are more likely to do what we actually want to do. It increases our commitment to ourselves and to do what we want to do. And with me as your cheerleader, you will have someone to celebrate with when you reach your goals. Okay, that's it, my friends. This is why it doesn't work unless you do the work. You find all the links of the things I was talking about in the show notes and the show notes you find at conigraph.com forward slash podcast forward slash 56. That is conigraph, C-O-N-N-Y, G-R-A-F dot com, forward slash podcast, forward slash 56. Please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss another episode. And if you love my podcast, you can also really help me by going to Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review. This will help that more people find the podcast and can move from chaos to peace in their life and business. And if you don't know how to write a review, I have a nice little step-by-step on my website. You find the link also in the show notes. <laughs> okay, take good care and I'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.